and welcome to Wires from the Deep, a Silo Series podcast. Today is Saturday, July 8, 2023, and you're listening to episode 14, Meet the Janitors. I'm your host, Crystal, here with my co-host, Kelly. Hey, everybody. And joining us today are two of the Silo Series subreddit mods. Uh, first, we have Megadude, or Megaton, who is Bill Kennedy. Good morning, fellow host. Nice to be here. And then we have Zenekula, or Josh Mandel. Happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, so uh, Josh is our, actually our newest mod, so and and Mega Dude is our the original mod, right? So. Yeah, which of. which sub sub is it? The, the Silo series subreddit that they're from? Actually, we 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 all mod Silo series, and we mm-hmm. also mod Wool, which oh, is okay. funny because um I I had become a mod for Bill had invited me to become a mod for Wool a while back um mm-hmm. before the show started ramping up. And when I was checking the queue every once in a while, it was all this post about yarn and stuff like that. <laughs> yes. People in the wrong place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I run the Iron subreddit, which is like a weightlifting subreddit. But every once in a while, I have people asking questions about clothing irons yeah. or oh, nice. iron fences. And I'm just like, hello. Crystal and I was talking the other day about how... Um, using the name wool for the show would have been almost unmarketable because like any search yeah. for that is just going to be like crazy well, so amounts of like texture. Halfway interesting in regard to the, the, how the subreddits came to be is uh, like Crystal mentioned, I had wool from years ago and I actually uh, took it over through a Reddit program where you can kind of adopt abandoned subreddits. And it actually <laughs> oh my was. gosh, really? <laughs> Yeah, it I want to adopt an abandoned a subreddit. Wool subreddit, you know, back in the day. So, yeah, I took that over and, um, you know, we intended that to be the subreddit for the show. And someone else had created Silo Series, you know, a couple years back. And it never had the traction that Wool had, but mm-hmm. it had a few people in it. And then just like, when was it? Was it just like February or March where they announced that the show was going to be Silo as opposed to Wool? I think they didn't even really announce it, right? I think somebody had like bookmarked the the, the, the page on Apple and then they went in yeah, back and noticed, hey, it says Silo yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, so I, I remember I um, tweeted Hugh, you know, back a few months ago and I was like, hey, so are they changing the name? And he's like, yeah, it's, it's you know, something he has to get used to also. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden the subreddit didn't fit anymore since <laughs> you know, we had wool. But then the guy who had Silo series uh, basically abandoned it. And he gave it to our other mod, Smug Oregonian, uh, Keegan, who's not here today. And then Keegan reached out to me and was like, hey, I got this sub. You know, I don't know what to do with it if you want to take it over. What was the Silo series subreddit originally about? It was the same about the Silo series of books. So, you know, all three books, basically. So it was one of those cases where, like we have now with the TV show sub, where we kind of wonder why there's another alternative sub out there and you know why did somebody bother to create it when it's for the same subject but in this case it was you know it uh, fortuitous circumstances where you know like I said the the silo series sub dropped into you know keegan's lap and then he gave it to me and at first we shut it down and we we put all the traffic over to wool and then when we found out the show was going to be called silo we went back and forth trying to decide if we should shut down wool or use wool for the books and silo for the show and so we ended up going with Silo Series as sort of the the higher, you know, more prominent sub for both show and book uh, discussions. And then we kept Wool on the side for basically only book discussions. Yeah. So Silo Series is for everything, and then 
wool is for if you really, really only want to talk about the books. And Silo Series actually hit 23,000 members today. So, yay. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I was just looking. On May 3rd, the day before the premiere, we had 853 members in Silo oh Series. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and so, that's yeah, so basically 1,000 to 23,000 in what, two, what, what? Do you know six, when you had the biggest jump? Uh, the graph just looks like pretty much straight up. So every week. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's like a rocket. Yeah, June 30th, 557,000 views. And then as far as growth goes, uh, the biggest day was, again, June 30th, where we got 1,400 subscribers, and it just kept going up from there. Yeah, the finale was a pretty big jump. Yeah. When was the finale? It was June 30. June 30, okay. Yeah, because I can see that we had um, 1,400 comments per day at that last week of June. So, uh, yeah, people found the sub over the course of the season. And, you know, uh, we're still going to get the, the bingers that are starting the show now that it's over. So hopefully we'll see some sustained growth and get even bigger for next season. Okay, so I wanted to say, talk a little bit about the overall show. And um, there's something I wanted to talk about with Bill because <laughs> this <laughs> funny thing, like, I, what episode... Did they? Did that happen? Okay, so at some point after the show debuted, Apple got back to him. He had emailed them before about you know getting access, press access, and so like after the show premiered, they contacted him. They're like, "Oh yeah, here you can have all the episodes." And so yep. he was like, "Do I watch them? Do I not?" <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. Did, yeah. So what happened? So I've been basically my my hobby or my thing is that I'm a fan of the post-apocalyptic genre. So I've had different blogs and such since 2005. And so most recently, I write articles part time for a website called postapocalypticmedia.com. And so they do episode recaps and book reviews and things of that, things of that sort related to anything post-apocalyptic. And so, yeah, it was about a week or so before the, the show started, I tracked down the Apple PR folks for Silo just on one of their, their PR websites. And I popped them an email saying, you know, I'd like to have access because I plan to write uh, episode recaps uh, for this website. And it'd be nice to, you know, have the episodes early so you don't have to watch and then write at night and then, you know, that kind of thing. I didn't expect anything of it, really. And then... You know, we all watched the premiere episode and it was great. And then it was the day before episode two where they got back to me and they said, okay, here you go. And so what they do is they give you a press screening website and you log in, you set up an account, and then you can see, you know, all 10 episodes. It's interesting as they play, it flashes your name up on the screen. <laughs> That's what I was just about to ask if they just watermark yeah, it so all the time. Water so you had to turn off the camcorder yeah. pointed at your screen. <laughs> Yeah, that, that that's how it was with uh, Ender's Game. Sometimes they would send us like um, stills and stuff like that they, that they hadn't released. And they would have my name just watermarked across the whole thing. Oh, and I'd be like, oh my God, this is so scary. Yeah. yeah it, was, it wasn't just one watermark. It had your name on it. So they know who leaked it. You know, so. yep. And it was across yeah. the whole image yeah. too. So. Oh, yeah. And for I this just one, it would kind of pop up in the corners and stuff. But one interesting thing was... um. You know, if you're watching the show on your regular Apple TV on your Mac, or at least well, for me and uh, uh, Kelly, if you're on your Mac, you cannot take a screenshot because it blanks out the screen. But on the screening site they gave me, it screenshot just fine. So I was able to grab, you know, screenshots all the time. So before, you know, episode three came out, I had already finished 
the whole season. I'd watched the whole season twice by then. And then, um, you know, had started gathering screenshots for the whole season. And then basically as every episode came out, I basically watched from that point to the end of the season again. So I've seen the whole season five, six times by now. Wow. That's more to me. <laughs> I watched, <laughs> I watched every, I watched three, but, um, you were pretty good about keeping, <laughs> keeping things to yourself throughout the yeah. weeks. Yeah. Like I've, you know, I've talked to you, Crystal on the side, how I'm very anti-spoiler, even like hints of stuff and so, um, yeah, I wouldn't want to ruin anything for anybody. And it was kind of different to have to stay out of some of the, the theory discussions. Yeah. Um, you know, like, oh, this is what I think is going to happen next week. Or... Do you feel like it ruined things for you a little bit? Like, made it a little bit oh, no, I do it again in a heartbeat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only problem is I never did end up writing those episode recaps. So I don't know what I'm going to say to the Apple guys next year. That's kind of hoping my, my screener account would just sort of be there ready for season two. But. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting in those theory threads, having read the book, I'm just like, no, they're not in space. No, they're not, you know, I forget all of the other ones, like a cluster underground. I'm like, no, but mm-hmm. I can't say anything. I just got to keep rolling. Yeah, so for me, it was multiple levels of that. Knowing, you know, not only knowing what's in the books, but then actually knowing what's in the show and then having to just, you know, work with the knowledge that we have for those episodes that had been released and, you know, craft theories around that, or we'll talk with other people about only what we've seen. But yeah, it was still fun. You know, we did a lot of analysis and, you know, pixel sleuthing and all that kind of stuff during the season. So it was great. It was funny because I think you slipped up once. You're like, have we heard anything about Georgia's tattoo yet? And I was like, well, what tattoo? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was a Nautilus shell because somebody had talked about the shell. And I was like, wait, I know I've seen that tattoo. Was that in last episode or is that in next episode? <laughs> the pixel sleuthing was nice because I know on, uh, I think it was the previous episode of the podcast, you got a shout out from one of the set designers. They were, like, they were so happy that people like us had gone through, grabbed the screenshots, were trying to decipher the pack, you know. People were asking like, hey, what, you know, I put a screenshot gallery together of like, 40 different screen grabs of all of the files from all of the computers and, you know, found the, the TPS report joke and all of that. Yeah, I imagine so if you like, put so much effort into something, you appreciate when other people appreciate, like, all that work. So Yeah, probably 99% of viewers just gloss over all of that. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's funny because whenever people talk about the what year it is, we usually come in like, no, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, it's on the this file is ninety-seven and ninety-eight. Therefore, it's yeah. X number of years after the revolution. I'm like, oh, if you yeah. if you count the ledgers on the mayor's bookshelf, you can clearly see there's only a hundred and twenty. Yeah, yeah, that so. that's the kind of that's the kind of viewer bill is. He he was count he counted the ledgers on John's yeah. shelf. <laughs> Oh bad! I did not. I guess see the question is, did they count the ledgers on John's shelf? They, they yeah. did because they were well, they did. There, right? Yeah, yeah, they had it. I mean, they had them all numbered. But that is an interesting point in Hugh Howie's AMA that he did on the subreddit after the final episode. I had shown him one of the pixel sleuthing things that we did, where they showed a diagram of the silo, and Hugh had said that each level is. Uh, what did he say 40 feet and so we counted the number of pixels that would equal 40 feet and then we figured out the the width of the silo had to be this because it was this many pixels and that sort of thing and so in the ama i asked him like hey how close did we come 
with our guest that I think we said the silo is 150 meters across. And he's like, oh, I don't know. We never really came up with a number, but that looks good. <laughs> so I was thinking to myself, like, wait, what? You don't know how wide the silo is? Like, didn't you guys think of this? You just did all his work for him. Now he knows how wide yeah, it is. Yeah, but I'm back. sure there's some set designer <laughs> in the back that knows exactly all the dimensions of, you know, every level and every floor. And, you know, that one set designer is like, yes, somebody, you know, somebody figured it out. Yeah, we had that with the astronomer that chimed in about the stars. Because, you know, the story with James Cameron and the original Titanic, the stars were wrong. And Neil deGrasse Tyson was giving him guff for it for years. So finally, in the re-release, he put the correct star pattern up there. So when the yeah. astronomer popped in the subreddit, everybody's like, well, the we didn't really think about the stars. They don't actually, they're just dots. And we put a constellation in there. <laughs> yeah. Basically the astronomer said that the silo has to be, well, south of whatever city you see in the show. Right. But you know, the filming location that they figured out is what west of the city we surmise. I, I think we can say it by now because, because of the, the guidebook. Yeah. I mean, it's basically, everybody knows it's Atlanta. <laughs> Especially since somebody found the Google screenshot. I know that was crazy. I was just thinking, you know, what if I can't go outside? I couldn't go outside in Atlanta. Like, the humidity killed me when I was, like, down south last time. Oh, That's what I was saying. Spoiler for the end of the book series. The silos yep. were created to get away from the humidity. Just, like, too hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, little things like, yeah, the stars the, the stars you see, the Cassiopeia from the, the cafeteria would only be visible if you were looking north. But the skyline that we see from the cafeteria is basically looking towards the east i guess so yeah it's one of those things where if you really really get nitpicky the details don't line up but that doesn't matter exactly for me, like the bigger for me the bigger thing was that like not every silo had a tree i felt very sorry for those people me too yeah. me too what do they look at like what do they base like distance right? on it's like how close is it to the tree <laughs> you know? i mean like it was just there every time we saw we looked outside so it just became like a fixture whenever you think of like the outside right so when you yeah. see that other people don't have one it just makes them seem so deprived somehow that that's actually the season two the first the first episode is jules <laughs> going out and doing the johnny appleseed thing where she's planting, planting trees. trees in a front of all you. of the do you guys remember um are all the cameras pointing in the same direction? I didn't look. Um, I don't know if, I mean, yeah, I don't know, but. I mean, like in our silo, they basically never see the sun or never see the moon. But if another silo is pointing in a different like direction. Like a sunrise, sunset type thing. It's funny you know, because uh, Hugh, Hugh was talking about, I think during an interview, Kelly, he mentioned something about uh, don't be paying any attention to the weather. And that made me think, oh, do they actually ever see any weather? Like, does it rain? I does never it... saw any weather. I never yeah, saw. I never saw any either. Yeah, yeah so. that'd be too easy <laughs> if the rain cleaned the sensor for you. Yeah. yeah. And plus, I, I had thought about that like during the season you know like these people don't know what rain is right <laughs> or snow but... even acid rain cleans the sensor <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah actually i'm looking at the screenshot and the uh the sensors are all pointed in basically random directions as far as what the, uh... the cgi designers came up with but you know that would just be an interesting lore point like in our silo they don't realize what stars are but some silos see the moon go you know, mm. phases. so they have, you know, much different knowledge, you know, whoever's in there or whatever they're doing, but their life experiences are going to be fundamentally different just on how their home was constructed. 
Okay, so overall, what did you guys think of the show? Because they did add a lot of things in, and we, we we're gonna go talk. We're gonna talk about like the show exclusive elements that they added into the show. But uh, we'll start with you, Josh. What did you think overall? I mean, I loved it overall. It's it's not easy to go into a show knowing that the first couple episodes you're gonna just start killing off main characters left and right, sending people out to clean. Uh, so, you know, Apple going for that angle right off the jump, you know, it was impressive. I knew it was coming because I had read the books, but it's still when you get to watch, you know, a human being go through the motions and the amazing actors and actresses, I really love that part. And then also just kind of like the, the living in the silo was great for me. You get to see how kind of worn down things are because they've been in the silo, but 144 years and that's a lot of wear and tear on the concrete, on everything. So everything's kind of dark and dingy. And, you know, even though they paint things, it's always a process. So I really like the atmosphere they built. But as far as the storyline goes, you know, I'm very happy with it. And I'm excited to see where things go uh, for season two, because they're not sticking directly to the book. So even all of us book readers, we're still surprised by a lot of the curveballs that the show throws at us. Yeah, I, I really like that because, you know, I mean, I, I remember seeing some people like they were so upset that like it wasn't like a page for page kind of adaptation. Right. And for some of the rest of us, we we're just like, oh, but this is awesome. You know, we, I, we, we, I always feel like people like that have so little imagination. Like if you say that like a movie or like a TV show spoils a book for you or ruins it for you, like there's so many different like you have, you know, the book version of something and then like an, any adaptation is a completely separate like something to enjoy and so yeah, that's, how I felt. that's how i felt watching the last of us like i hadn't played the video game you know i mm. was doing something else with my life i don't remember so i had only watched the television series and it was absolutely fantastic and i'm sure if i went and i played the video game it would also be enriching to that world uh having right. the show knowledge show knowledge you know the scene you know bomb the cities i want to go home and be with my family like that's I think video game adaptations are really interesting because it's even more of a like change, I guess, sort of in um, sort of like a narrative. Like it's, it's completely different in a video game. So like you are not expecting that page for page. Listen, the Hitman movie by Yui Bowl is a classic and I will throw hands <laughs> if anybody disagrees with me. What about you, Bill? Yeah, yeah the show is great. You know, like I said, uh, you know, like you, Crystal, I found the books, you know, way back when, 2012 or so when they came out. And I've read them a few times since then, and I just did a, a reread of uh, Wool and half of uh, book two right before the season started. But yeah, like Kelly was saying, you know, what we saw on the screen, it, it was kind of mostly what we expected as book readers, but it was different enough that it was its own thing. And, you know, it wasn't built as exactly as it was described in the book. So, you know, it's, it's a little bigger, more expansive, more open, you know, people wear different clothes. But, you know, the story followed, you know, sort of close enough that you could, you know, still recognize the, the story elements that you liked out of the books. But like you said, there were a lot of, you know, new changes that were added in, you know, the expanding on the storylines, fleshing out characters. And like I said, my prime, you know, the genre that I enjoy is anything post-apocalyptic or dystopian. And so, you know, it it ticked all the boxes for me from the beginning all the way to the end. 
It's funny how um, after episode, maybe I think it was three or four, people started saying, oh, why is it like a murder mystery show now? And like for me, it was I was fine with it because I watch a lot of crime shows uh, and I like mysteries and things like that. But people were so focused on, on the mystery of the outside. And so what did you two think about their decision to hide what Holston saw? Because it's it was it was not like the short story. Uh, Kelly's read the short story, so she knew okay. that they revealed early on, like after the first part, that you know the outside is toxic. So, but they didn't do that on the show, and that became like this overarching big mystery that everybody was fixated on. Right? It was funny for me because the show gave me like, did I remember correctly what I had read, or was I just because it had really been so long for me, and it even like I'd gotten mixed up in a few spots. Like Crystal had to edit out from the podcast because I was misremembering like what. <laughs> Yeah, like you said, it is sort of interesting. I guess for the show, they wanted to, you know, keep the big mystery for the season finale. I'm trying to think what how they would have done it differently. Yeah, that would have negated a lot of stuff, like the discussions about what the Jane Carmody video was. Was it real? Was it fake? You know, the glitch that they showed, you know, which one was real and fake, so... But yeah, like you said, if people really wanted to know that answer, maybe the show only viewers weren't as interested in, you know, some of the other procedural stuff going on. But, um, you know, like for me, it was it was great. You know, I, I loved how, like I said before, the story was just kind of more expanded or more backstory and more fleshed out characters than, you know, were in the, the original book. I think it's also fun now because you can like go look back on it. Like now that, um, for example, Jules knows that, that outside video was completely made up. Like the fact that she almost broadcasted that to the entire silo, like in retrospect for her, there's like way more powerful than if we would have like known that entire time. Yeah. Yeah. I huh. mean, you could imagine if everybody in the silo saw that the outside, right? was it would have been like a complete burn, riot. Everybody yeah. would just hit the door and then yeah. probably mm-hmm. all die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That That's yeah. interesting. Cause then that sheds you know, a different light on, you know, Bernard and, you know what he said about how if you had shown that you would have killed us all and like, i think that's really true i mean yeah i mean he's someone had even you know said on the subreddit is you know are judicial the good guys because you know in some weird twisted cases like this bernard is actually correct that if juliet had had her way it would have caused a lot more devastation or havoc and I think that's why they were focusing so much on the characters too, because they want to make this gray area where you're like, oh, but you know, if it if it does mean everybody survives, then doesn't it make it, like I guess, worth it that all these people had to die? You know, even though we were yeah. attached to them and stuff like that, and uh, it just adds this whole complicated element to it that makes it really interesting. Yeah, for me, that's definitely one of the main sort of themes also in the first season, and then moving along is individualism versus collectivism like yes Mm -hmm. one person's individual choice may be correct for them but judicial is stepping back and going what's the best thing for the silo yes you want to share this information with you have so each individual person can make a decision for themselves but the silo is going if this information gets out we are all going to die and so they have to then you know put the thumb down on it get the raiders get the hard drive smash it whatever they can do to keep the lid on the secret yeah, it's like Sims uh, in episode 10 when he's, you know, screaming at Juliet and he's like, you know, do you know what I do? Like he murdered, uh, I forget the other guy's name, judicial guy. 
by throwing him <laughs> off the stairs. And, you know, he runs the Raiders and, you know, he's generally the bad guy. But in his mind, he's doing it to keep everybody alive, or at least as far as he knows. So, yeah, like uh, Crystal said, it's interesting. Everybody's not, it's not black or white. You know, there's not strictly good guys and bad guys. And even the good guys' actions have negative consequences. So that's part of what makes the whole thing so interesting. It's like throwing people off railings like that, something from the book. I'm genuinely curious because I just imagine that would be like the worst way to do things there. Like in like a place where you have to clean all that shit up. Yeah. I mean, like that's what do they hit at the bottom? Like disgusting. It's like a mile deep. Splatters. Yeah. Well, because yeah, like um, Jules' mom, apparently when Jules' dad was talking about the warm yeah there's like a diving platform up there yeah, apparently. And, that, and that's on the first floor that's on the first floor so that's over a mile fall are they aiming for like a one of those you know where it cuts over the stairs so in the last episode when uh juliet watches george jump off they zoom in down at the bottom and you can see the mangled cover yeah. over the circulation fan so a body going at terminal velocity is hitting <laughs> this metal and exploding, and then the circulation fan are blowing that's, that's all what I'm of saying, the and I was just like, are those fans important? Because right. I feel like if, if, it, if they were important, you probably should yeah, have really some right. kind of security measure. Yeah, put some Foxconn, you know, suicide nets. And this happens so often that they have like an indented railing, okay? Yeah. (laughs) To me, that says it's a problem. Safety nets or something, right? Yeah, they need to do what they do on the Golden Gate Bridge and have like Like that phone. You know, if you're thinking about jumping, call us. Yeah. Uh, Made by Pippa. uh, To Kelly's question, I mean, I'm only through mid second book of my reread. I don't remember. I think the the structure might have been different. I don't know that you could fall all the way down because it was tighter, mm-hmm. right? With the metal, there was a metal staircase was in the middle, and I think I don't tighter. know if there was that much space. No, yeah. I mean, there was one thing that fell. It wasn't a person, but somebody fell. Something fell all the way to the bottom, in book two, and but yeah, I mean, just physically, the the construction of the silo is a little different in the books. Yeah, it sounds like there wasn't space. It's not a huge thing. Uh, I'm just saying, off. like this, the whole like jumping from the railing thing seems like a total Hollywood sort of thing that like they've added. So, I just wanted to have the facts before I said that. <laughs> you mentioned the Hollywood stuff. I'm like, yeah. So is the whole Star Wars escape out of the garbage chute thing. I'm like, I've seen yeah. this before. <laughs> Episode four, they rescue the princess and they got to crawl down the garbage chute. <laughs> and they're really, really fast. Uh, ladder climbers. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> they're climbing the whole silo in that thing. Yeah, levels and yeah. What 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 did they start the on? The trash chute would be a way better place to jump, right? They, they go from twenty. They go from twenty two to one twenty six, which is yeah. practically the whole silo. <laughs> yeah, three thousand feet, give or take half an hour. Yeah, I mean, I guess going down is a lot easier than going up, but still. Yeah, but that air conditioner must have been moving. That thing was. Heavy. <laughs> I don't like the air conditioner. Oh my god, it well, was that, very frustrating for me. Yeah, that's what I oh, said. Yeah. I was like, I didn't have very, very Hollywoodish. Yeah, getting killed by an air conditioner was not on my uh, season finale bingo card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So going back to what we were talking about with the needs of the many thing, I, I don't think a lot of people picked up on this if they only watched the show once. But in the 
in this, the first episode, Holston and Allison are talking, and he tells her, what if a bunch of rule breakers decide they want to see for themselves what it's, what it's like above ground? They somehow manage to open that door. We are done. And he says, part of my job is making sure that doesn't happen. So mm. Holston is well aware of the big danger, which is that, you know, everybody wants to bust out and then everybody's dead. So he, he lays out the primary danger in his mind. And then yeah, Allison going outside changes that, right? So he, he's not sure. And so I, I don't know. I, I, I was kind of surprised that they didn't tell us a bunch of things about Holston. Um, I had thought that, you know, after we see him for the last time, I had actually thought that we were going to see a little bit more about his time between when he tells Jules to sit tight and mm -hmm. when, I thought he, that too. when he chooses yeah. to go outside. I thought yeah. we would see more of his interactions with, you know, Jules. Because remember, she, like, she stands up and she's so angry when she sees... When Jules yeah. is so angry when she sees him die and she calls him a liar or whatever. Like, yeah. she's, like, personally angry. And I don't feel like we really got to see exactly why. Well, I mean, I, I think it's just that the last thing he told her was to just be quiet and and he'll signal her right and mm. she never got a signal and then the next thing she knows that he's he's going outside to kill himself i see yeah, yeah i think i interpreted that wrong and that's why i was expecting to see more but um you're right yeah the I signal mean, I, was the I just, with truth on it if i remember correctly but she didn't yeah, get that until, she didn't get that until yeah. after yeah but i i guess for me i just ex i thought we were going to see more because what he saw was hidden so i thought that that was going to be something that they were going to bring back later and yeah. then and and then also he had the hard drive so i thought that they were gonna ex right. and and he, and he was a double the flowers guy so obviously he right. figured out that there were cameras somehow and i want i thought they were going right. to show us how he figured that out it would have been helpful because i think it would have shown his more of his motivations to go outside besides just his wife and yeah which you know is a huge thing but yeah, it seems like, like something changed for him at some point. Yeah, I just felt like, you know, something must have turned his world upside down yet again, you know, other than his wife. Or he just, he had this, like, he, he was so dedicated to the silo, right? And then He probably filmed I, it and cut it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah well, he, Crystal, like, like you said, he had the hard drive. So as people are speculating on the, the sub is, did he also view yeah, the, the same video. video that Allison viewed? And is that what, you know, made him change his mind to kind of right. believe what she said and there could uh, be anything on that hard drive and he could have looked at any of it you yeah know? there yeah. could have been other things that we haven't seen yeah more evidence so yeah maybe i think it's possible that he he did open the hard drive but i don't think he saw the cleaning video because of the way he reacts when he goes outside he, yeah, he just looks around he's like shocked and he says allison you were right if he had seen the video i think then i think he would have sent it then you know not when he sees yeah it that's true that's true yeah, yeah. so Oh, but so many of these things were like totally new to book readers. Like, there's no Jane Carmody in the yeah. books. Uh, there's no, there's no cleaning video. There's no hard drive. Every, every time you guys start talking about like what's not in the book, I'm like, what is in the book? And I'm like, because <laughs> you know, it starts feeling like everything. Like, I know, because I made a list oh, of a things that are book. only on the show, and I just feel like, yeah. like look, looking at this people who watch the show must have been like what it feels like what a huge mean? list yeah like how can yeah. all this be without all of that right yeah because yeah. like there's no syndrome there's no guidebook the georgia well, guidebook they yeah. could cut that because i don't know what it is and i don't really like it's just like one of those weird things where maybe we'll never find out what it is does it even matter like knowing it's not in the book now i don't care i'm like whatever just some plot advice <laughs> <laughs>
Well, remember for the whole first season, we're only depending, you know, on your format, something like 220 or 240 pages into book one. So basically half of book one. So it's took... actually less than half because there's yeah. 82 chapters. I think when I look at my bookmark in my hardcover, it's like 40% or something. Yeah. And on the Kindle, it said 40%. So they took 40% of a book, 200 pages and spread it out into 10 hours of show almost. So yeah, there's a lot that's in the show that is greatly expanded from you know what the book readers are familiar with i i did really like everything that they added like the janitor's room was really cool <laughs> i think it's nice. so fun that they can do that like in collaboration with hugh and just sort of make this whole universe that just that you can play around in it's fun yeah, yeah. the expanded role of judicial was nice and then obviously the relics were not in the book yeah uh, so everybody losing their mind over a watch a pez dispenser and then uh, Sims random, you know, room full of, it's like that Simpsons episodes, you know, why can you never stay out of my room full of mystery, you know? I love really that want to part. see what he's got in that box. <laughs> After that episode with J Judge Meadows, I bought an Etch-A-Sketch and my kids actually really like it. They all play with it. <laughs> I, I always found them really frustrating. Yeah, yeah they, they, they like, yeah, me too. But yeah, I don't they have like, like that kind of brain, I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, Apple is really missing out on the merchandising opportunities with the Pez dispenser. Hey, I bought I bought a four dollar duck Pez dispenser off eBay because of the show. So. <laughs> exactly. Four dollars to someone. Get in on I, this. I, I bought. Apple's I, I would. I'd buy one. Yeah, I bought one really early on. So. I will and pay a lot of money for useless garbage. Sign me up. <laughs> yep. Yeah. One of the things. Well, like Kelly was saying, we we don't know yet if they're going to make a. A plot point like the syndrome to be something that is actually relevant to the story but that was one of the interesting additions uh to the show in part just because i'm genuinely curious if it's a a real disease or if they're going to um you know somehow blend it into the story like gloria mentioned that they're drugging the water so maybe the syndrome is somehow a side effect of those drugs oh, or rejecting those drugs or you know so there may be additions that we as book readers think, oh, you know, it's not important because it's not in the book, but they may find, you know, ways to um, weave it into the story so that it is actually a, a very important I guess I, story element. I guess I thought it was just like sort of a plot device to have something to hold over um, Billings, but I don't know how that worked in the book. Like if they had something else or what happens with him or if anything happens for him or if he exists or, you know. He, he exists, <laughs> but I think his name is Peter, right? Yeah. Peter oh, no, 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 no. I, I I think they changed that because <laughs> uh, because Julia's dad's name was Peter. So I I think they probably felt oh. like they couldn't have two Peters. So why did Hugh name two people Peter? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, the syndrome is mentioned in the pact, so it was known as far back as you know the last edit of the pact, which could have been when the founders, you know, founded the silo. So it's it's a big thing in their their world. Oh, I wonder so how often they do edit the pact. Are there like amendments? Amendments. There must yeah, have amendments. Yeah, right? we have no idea. That's one of the cool things about the, mm. you know, the show that they can, you know, drip us those details over time. And even as book readers, as Josh said, there's lots of stuff in the show that'll keep us entertained. That um, is different enough. Yeah. If Apple's listening, we really like this kind of stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> keep absolutely. keep revealing it. We love it. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like they're almost simulating the three branches of government, where obviously judicial is judicial, I guess the mayor is the executive branch, but we really don't see a legislative branch. Like, we know that there's a mayor, but 
you know, are there councils, are there representatives? Because we know the silos are split into three sort of, you know, the up top, the mids, the down deep. So is there like a, a down deep council that represents oh. all of the different floors? It'd be interesting to see if there was more politicking or if there's just a mayor. Oh my God, there's probably like floor them. HOAs where everyone oh, like yeah. no. everyone. <laughs> I'm sorry, but oh, no. Don't so you awful. put that idea out there. No HOAs. <laughs> I wonder if there's a, do they have religion in the silo? It didn't seem like it. There were no priest characters, which was surprising to me. I also didn't see any evidence that any of those children went to school. Oh no, they mentioned. Oh, there was evidence. Yeah, yeah. Where? Um, they, they like. I think Hank says that his cousin asked if his kids can go to school. Oh, that's right. That's right. In the in the last episodes when she's that's right. That's right. Maybe it was up until that point. I was like, where? His kids all seem to be like just wandering around all the time. Yeah, but I guess there's nowhere for them to go tells Jules that he'll walk her to school or halfway to school or something. So they've, they've mentioned school. Yeah, and again, back to the whole pixel sleuthing thing, as Johns is flipping through the mayor's ledgers, one of the entries for one of the dates is exam week for year seven begins. Oh, I didn't, so I didn't see they, that. They talk about the schools in, in there. I'd community. love to see their curriculum. Like, they don't know about stars. Like, what are they actually teaching? Yeah. Yeah, as far as we know from other pixel sleuth, not pixel, but reading like um, George's reports and stuff, it looks like, you know, people are, kids are moving out of the house as young as like 14 or something. Yeah. yeah. So that's probably when they start shadowing for their job. So, um, I mean, yeah. it's, it's also possible that, you know, Jules and, and George were like special circumstances mm-hmm. because Re- Regina mentions that George loses his family. So, yeah, we oh, don't yeah. know. Because like he he went from living with like I think a sibling and two parents to living all by himself at age fourteen. So it does seem like at the silo there was a place where all jobs sort of have like apprenticeships where it's sort of a learn. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't look like apply at McDonald's or something, you know, when you turn sixteen or something. There seems to be an order to it. Well, I mean, when when Jules goes down to mechanical, he he says that she's a little bit younger than mm-hmm. what is normal, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, she was 13 well, when she went down. Yeah, so maybe it's like 15 or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's why they didn't make such a fuss about it. Like it, to us, it seems crazy that a 13 year old, you know, runs Moves off. Out. Yeah. yeah. They also expanded heavily the George relationship, and I think that they merged George with Scotty. Scotty was like a friend in IT that Jules had, and they made. They, I, I feel like they changed Jules's motivation a lot. Um, by making the George relationship mean so much to her. Uh, so what did you guys think about that? Oh, wait, so they weren't like in a romantical relationship? In the well, I mean, I think they had like one line where they mentioned oh. that she was in well, a relationship with a guy named George. But she wasn't right? in love with him. There wasn't this like no, desperate she, desire. I mean, again, not to spoil too much in the books, but the, the George in the books also dies and Holston also investigates the murder. You know, that's how Holston meets Jules in the first place. But yeah, it's just like the the fact that George exist, existed is is only briefly mentioned. But I think it is also mentioned that Jules and him were basically in a relationship. Yeah, uh, that's so interesting to me because that feels like basically her motivation in the show. Yeah, it's like least. the central the central motivation of her, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm saying it. It was like a big big change. Like yeah. I think some people were bothered by that because they liked that her primary motivation was uh, the desire to fix things as opposed to just wanting to find out who killed who killed George. So, But I thought it worked because 
I mean, they probably feel like it's more empowering for her, and it's not just about a guy or whatever, you know how that is. Yeah, because I mean, you you have a bunch of humans in a box, right? I mean, you you need to like show showcase their like relationships with each other and their complicated feelings for each other because I mean they can't go anywhere, right? So obviously tensions are going to, you add in tensions and stuff like that. You have to make things, I think people are just more motivated when they have like connections to other people. So, because I mean, even, even Martha, right? She's, she's a little hermit in her workshop, but even she has relationships with people. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially on screen, you have to use like characters and relationships to motivate people, to get people invested in what they're seeing. Otherwise, in a book, I think it's a little different. Yeah, because in the book you get the inner monologue, so you mm-hmm. can, you know, it is written you can out read for you their motivation, like yeah. what the motivations for yeah. this person are. But in the visual medium, unless you have a narrator, you can't really do that. So having the external relationships to kind of push things along is definitely useful. Okay, so let's uh, do some speculation. What do you guys think Paul is going to do with that page that he took out of the book? Mm. <laughs> I'm convinced that it has something to do with, like, water. That's, like, the whole water in the silo thing that doesn't make sense to me. Like, he's, like, maybe it was those aquarium pictures or, like, anything of, like, if there was, like, a kid swimming in water or something like that. That's my guess. Yeah, so somebody had taken screenshots and we looked at it and it's got, like, illustrated pictures of sea life. You know, like a starfish and a squid and things like that. And that's on the page that he he tore out so yeah it is an ocean related page um and then it's got like some kind of like copy for like tourism and stuff like that like like go and explore and rides and stuff like that or something like that i can't remember yeah i i cringed when he burned the rest of the book because i was like oh you can't destroy i know <laughs> oh my god regina had that thing in her mat for how many years man and then you yeah. go and burn it <laughs> But yeah, even he couldn't, you know, destroy it completely. He had to keep that one page. Yeah. I mean, yeah, is he going to show his wife? Is did he keep it for his kid to, you know, give his kid some expanded knowledge of their world? Or you know, is that going to be the thing that leaks now and causes havoc in season two somehow? I can't uh, imagine him showing his wife. I just don't. I don't feel like they have that kind of connection. I don't like her anymore. Yeah. yeah. Everybody got upset at her as like a social climber because like when he mentioned losing, possibly yeah. losing his job, her first concern is like, are we going to have to move? I'm like, hello, <laughs> the father of your kids, your husband, he's like going to lose his job because he's got this illness. I didn't think about that. Now I hate her more. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think what's going to happen is she's going to find it and she's going to burn it or turn him in. Turn him in, yeah. Oh. She seems like a narc. Ah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, does she does she go up two or three more levels if she turns her husband in for having an unregistered relic like you know, what's the <laughs> currency here? The rise of Kathleen Billings. <laughs> she's gonna take over the HOA on the up top and she's gonna run that place. She would totally be that person. <laughs> <laughs> Take down those Christmas decorations or whatever. <laughs> Sir, it's January third. You got to take this. They don't know what. A, no, they don't have. Do they have holidays? I guess we. Well, didn't they have really Freedom Day. Oh yeah, yeah. They have Freedom <laughs> yeah. Day. And they have. They have. She. I think. Um. John's declared a power holiday, right? Or yeah. I'm not talking like our. Or it was the debt free or the. What oh, was the holiday? The um, forgiveness, forgiveness holiday. holiday. Yeah, the... yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's when they do the purge night. That's right? the purge. Yeah, forgiven. it was like the purge. Where you just <laughs> shove people off the railing. I still think you can throw them in the trash chute. Is is way more efficient. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
man. Yeah, see, so the way that that guy picked up that picked Jules up from the trash like so fast, other people must fall down there, right? She must not be, she must not be the first person to fall down there. <laughs> it was nicely padded for her landing. Mm-hmm. Suspiciously. Suspiciously. But yeah, like you said, so in season two, what um, Billings is going to be sheriff under the thumb of judicial Sims. because they know about yeah. his syndrome so he's gonna have to you know do what they want so they're gonna be in total control but then we have jules walking over the hill and who knows where she's gonna end up i mean we know and she's in season two so she doesn't die as we established with hugh in our interview with him is that bernard doesn't yet know that she's walking over the hill because he left before he saw her stand up. Yes. So he's yeah. downstairs doing something in the server room and he's going to have to hear from somebody, hey, hey, she, she, she got up and she made it, man. <laughs> it's safe outside. <laughs> oh, that, that's actually something too, right? Yeah, that she made it yeah, past that, the spot where yeah, everybody yeah. Yeah. Everyone's going to be like, well, give me a suit, patch me up. Yeah. I'm ready to go, you know? Yeah. yeah, I have a feeling that's going to be a major thread for season two is uh, figuring out the heat tape, like who, you know, who made the switch mm. and trying to oh, ferret yeah. out the people in supply. And uh, like I'm sorry, the, I forget her name. The only thing that Carla. keeps them from putting them on, like they have to say they know about the heat tape and that they're like intentionally sabotaging people. Like that's like well, a whole other, you know, can of worms. Yeah. Like, to even investigate, that. they have to admit. Yeah. So there's some hard feelings among the down deep folks. So yeah, maybe another rebellion or something along those lines is probably like. I I feel like they've been peppering that throughout the season. You know, they keep as like the worst thing. Yeah. Well, they keep talking about like unrest. Like even you know Kathleen, she was like, you know, they're talking about how Jules is like setting the groundwork for another rebellion, and you know Hank talked about how there's people scared about whether kids can go to school, and then I think early on in right early on in the season they had all those people like getting hammers yeah. and tools and you know I need a, a a hammer or an axe for my home improvement project <laughs> <laughs> the HOA said you know my door is three inches too tall I gotta <laughs> I gotta chop it down a little bit I don't know just talk to them <laughs> but yeah I, I feel like they've been peppering things through they're 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 hinting at it so and then and I think with with her not cleaning and her making it over the hill people are going to be like yeah let's all go I want to get out of here yeah thankfully they have the door is the door locked up behind the jail cell number three, or is that just the cell they put everybody in before they walk? I can't. Yeah, remember. it's across. It's down the hall from the jail okay. cell. So. It looks so like it's the across room. from the. It's like the one cell that's directly across from the door, so it makes yeah. it more ominous. It's like the. You have to sit there and look at it. Cell. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You know, where Jules goes. Does she go? To one of the other silos does she make a run towards the city does a tornado come and pick her and the dog up and drop them <laughs> off in the land of oz you know there's lots of different opportunities i just want to see her feet like walking like walking past all the other silo cameras that's how i want yeah. to just, like, waiting. <laughs> Guys in the cafeteria looking out and being like knocking on the window <laughs> yeah. hello yeah. home? i hope they have a way to like turn off all the cameras just like a mask like boom Otherwise, they're going to have some trouble. Because, like, there's no indoor, right? There's no way to go back in except for... Yeah, only the people inside. I wonder if there's, like, a doorbell, if you can go to the front. (laughs) There's a ring. We had a big (laughs) argument, not argument, but, like, discussion on the Discord because there's some massive VFX artist that's creating 
uh, 3D rendering of everything, and we were trying to figure out how the door opened, and we were, you yeah. know, going back and forth trying to figure out the mechanisms. I don't know if there's like a call button on the outside you can hit to get the door to open, but probably not. Yeah, because they they assume that everybody outside is yeah, dead. Yeah, right? anyone? So, right, exactly. Yeah, they don't need that. <laughs> it's still really interesting to me when I think about all the spraying they do before they go outside, that like spraying them down with whatever that is. What in the world could that possibly be? Why would it be necessary? It seems like something you would do if someone were coming in from the outside. Why would they need to spray her before she goes out? Is that just for effect? <laughs> like, I have no idea. I think about it so much. Like, could they be... You can't see me, but I'm holding my hands up going, nope, not talking about that. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Oh, that's why you're not speaking. Got it. All right. <laughs> okay, so something that Xenoculus uh, started or made popular in the in the Dundee Discord is um, he's been throwing out these previously on or this week on Silo and next season on Silo, and we they come up with all these ridiculous ones. So, do you want to give some of your jokey season two prediction ones? Yeah, I mean, my jokey season two prediction ones are basically just uh, continuations. Cross we do crossover ones all the time. Right? Oh, the cross are... you had the best one, but yeah, usually mine are like, you know, our new sheriff puts the page he tore off out of the book on his wall and starts tunneling behind it to make his way out of the silo because of course we have to do that one. Oh dude, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> there was a few people that did that because you know I everybody like liked yeah. a Shawshank huh. redemption. We also went for, obviously, I mentioned the Wizard of Oz. Uh, my favorite one, though, is, you know, Juliet walks across the desert with nothing to keep her company except for her sandalwood-handled six-shooters. She chases the black man across the desert. <laughs> we got to go for the, uh, that was the Dark Tower one. Okay, so here's the crossover one I did on the finale week. I said, on the season finale of Silo, Julia enlists her dad to take her across a barren landscape outside where she meets a horse lord and becomes the mother of dragons. Because, you know, her dad her dad is Jorah Mormont. <laughs> I like it. No, my favorite one was uh, on the season finale of Silo, Juliet and her band of cohorts escape from the desert prison using nothing but their luck and smarts they managed to get entry into a local chocobo race, finally winning their way back up to the <laughs> giant amusement park in the sky. <laughs> For the children out there, that's a Final Fantasy VII reference. Or my, the ridiculous one was this week on Silo, young Tony Block takes the wheels off his dad's rolling chairs and attaches them to a scrap piece of steel. He then proceeds to rail slide the entire staircase, but miffs the landing and ends up getting squashed into the fans. Hence the episode title, Tony Block Flow Skater. <laughs> All right, that one's only fun to me, but that's that's fine. Here's ah. On the season finale of Silo, Juliet and Paul escape the silo and head out across a vast desert before encountering another silo of people called the Fremen. <laughs> that's a Dune reference. <laughs> and I thought it was funny because, you know, Billings' his name is Paul and, you know, Paul Atreides. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Juliet is, is Lady Jessica, right? So Yes. <laughs> On the final episode of Silo, Juliet pushes through the door at the bottom of the silo. It enters into a giant banquet hall. Her brother is standing there holding a t-shirt that says, I was drugged and left for dead at the bottom of a nuclear missile silo, and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> uh, the movie The Game, for anybody who doesn't get the reference. Yeah, sorry, I don't get any of these references. <laughs> <It's just> like... <laughs> 
It's okay. Yeah, the, 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 the game was a Michael Douglas movie from the 90s. So, yeah, Is that basically. the one where they're on the island and they're like hunting people? Or is that a short story called The Game? That's the most dangerous game is the human hunting one. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. It's making me sound like a serial killer. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think that's all the references I have, but I'm sure we'll do a big season two thread. You know, wrong answers only. What's going to happen this episode? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hugh mentioned a lot of people getting thrown into boxes during his AMA, so we kind of have. Yeah, I was, I was some confused idea. about that. He mentioned that on our on our podcast too. He's talking about watching a scene with cardboard boxes, and I, I wasn't because I, I didn't go back and read the book, so I don't know if that's like in the book. So I couldn't remember what he was talking about. It, so but, it's uh, a it's a stunt thing. So when somebody is falling oh, from a great yeah. height. They stack all these cardboard boxes and they fall into the boxes. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's a filming thing, not a. Yeah, not a that's show. what he was saying. He was like oh, two okay. or. He was saying the the silo set is so big that he can be two or three levels above the scene mm-hmm. watching it, which just must be, you know, absolutely mind blowing to watch that. But yeah, if let's say oh hypothetically somebody got thrown off of a level, they would then fall down a level, land on a bunch of cardboard boxes. Mm. Ah, that's hinting at rebellion, people getting tossed off of stairs. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's the final one. On the, on the season premiere of Silo, Juliet starts at the bottom of the silo and fights her way to the top. When she reaches the top, she pulls the sword out and screams, There can only be one! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we got to start wrapping up. So any, so any last thoughts as we go into this long interim? waiting for season two yeah well hopefully not too long because as we have been told season two is already filming uh supposedly they had the scripts done before the strike you know i guess that means not a lot of rewrites during the filming so hopefully it was all good to go but hopefully it's not quite as long as a wait as we'll have for other shows that are out there yeah i'm just really enjoying it you know seeing all of these new people come into the world of silo and learn to appreciate as much as we have and just seeing how happy Hugh is about all of these things and the announcements about his other properties like i'm really excited for everything going forward yeah and i just want to kind of say to to kelly's point about how the books and the show are so different you know if if i was if i had not yet read the books i definitely would take the off-season time to go ahead and read them all uh, you might think that you're going to be spoiling yourself for the show for certain major plot points, but they're different enough that, um, you know, you're still going to get, uh, you know, immense enjoyment out of the show itself, even after you've read the books. And it's a way to keep your interest and engagement up, you know, for the next few months. So definitely start reading the books if you haven't yet. So this is going to be our last regular weekly episode until things start picking up for season two. But we really appreciate everyone who's listened to us over the last two months. And hopefully we'll be back when like they release a teaser or there's casting news or something like that. So Which shouldn't be too long, I think, you know. Yeah. Casting. yeah. You should know some things soon. Yeah. So. But it's been fun. So. It has. Yeah, it has been fun. It's been a long time. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for joining us for another episode of Wires from the Deep. If you're enjoying our podcast, tell other Silo fans that they can find us at wiresfromthedeep.com and leave us a review on your podcasting platform of choice. 
Join the Down Deep Discord by going to the downdeep.net and following the invite link to join discussions with other friends. And we're probably going to be having watch parties or movies uh, for cast members while we wait. Or as we get closer to season two, we're probably going to do rewatch parties so that everybody can have a fresh watch on, on their minds as we get into season two. So. But uh, if you want to contact me and Kelly, you can leave a comment on Podbean or one of our YouTube videos, or you can email us at crystal at the downdeep.net. Thanks, everyone. All right. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Wires from the Deep is brought to you by Pico's House. If you have a manuscript that you're looking to develop, fine-tune, or polish for self-publication or submission to agents and publishers, Pico's House offers comprehensive editorial services for fiction authors. The team at Pico's House helps hundreds of authors each year and specializes in science fiction, fantasy, middle grade, and thrillers. To find out more, go to picoshouse.com, P-I-K-K-O-S-H-O-U-S-E.com. Please mention that you heard about Pico's House on Wires from the Deep.